0: Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, and welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor, it is a joy to be able to worship with all of you this day. Friends, if you are here in our sanctuary this morning, you will find a red friendship pad in your pew, we invite you to fill it out with the information that is present in case we will need that information in the future. There, is, uh, uh, there should be two friendship pads in each pew, so you should not need to share them uh, amongst one another, but we are delighted that you are here in the sanctuary with us this morning. Beloved Church, today is a great day in the life of our church, and it is so great that I hope you will bear with me as I have a couple of announcements this morning. Uh, We give thanks for the opportunity to welcome young families and young disciples back in our sanctuary this morning, as well as the blessing of high school graduates this morning. We also give thanks that our youth will be going to West Virginia this summer in their youth admission trip. As a part of these endeavors, the youth will be selling stock for their trip, as well as having a bake sale and a car wash today after worship. So we hope that you will join us for the bake sale and the car wash today after worship. If you would like to participate in the stock sale, you may do so as well by sending a check in the mail to the church with stock sale in the memo line as well as donating online through our website. Finally, it is a great opportunity for me to recognize the recipients of our college scholarships this morning. Even though they are not here, we give thanks for Austin Massey and Gus Dows for the work that they have done in their receiving the Helen Nicholas Borden Scholarship. Yes, we do give thanks for them, as well as Lizzie Pingor for her work in receiving the Burke Scholarship this morning. These scholarships are a great example of the good work that our young adults are doing in their ministry, as well as Uh, the generosity of our church as we continue to support the young people in our world. So we give thanks for them uh, this day. Beloved church, surrounded by abundant activity and energy, let us collect ourselves for worshiping God. Please turn to your bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. O Lord, our God, we praise you. We cried to you for help, and you answered us. You have restored our lives. You have rescued us from the grave. Where there was no way, God leads us in a new way. Where there was no mercy, God surprises us with fresh mercy. Where there was weeping, God invites us into a new dance. Sing praise to God. Let us worship God together.
1: When we gather to praise God, let us continually remember that we have a God who does freely pardon all who repent and turn to the ways of God. Let us come before God with a contrite heart, confess our sins, and receive the promise of redeeming grace given through the perfect sacrifice of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let us pray together the prayer of confession as found in your bulletin. Merciful God, in the light of your glory we see the evil we have done, the suffering we have caused, the good we have refused, and the truth we have denied. We are as blind and sinful as Saul to the pain and the destruction of our wrongdoings and our well-meaning crusades. Forgive us, God, heal us of our sin, wash us in your mercy, give us sight with your eyes, and feed us with your grace, so that we may follow your way and tell the good news of the gospel. beloved church, God's anger lasts but a moment, but God's favor lasts a lifetime. The Lord forgives our shortcomings and sends deliverance through Jesus Christ. Just as the Lord forgave Saul and used him to spread the gospel, so too God forgives us. And so let us proclaim together the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God, hallelujah, Hallelujah. amen.
2: peace of Christ be with you. Friends, I learned something new this week, and that is I'm going to teach you a new way to do our passing of the peace with one another. We've been talking for a while how we're not shaking hands as we once did or hugging as we once did, and yet that peace of Christ lives within us and among us, and it is worth sharing. And so what we're going to do today, we've been working to do sign language, the peace, But one of the things that was pointed out to me this week, which was really helpful, is the most important word when we share the peace with one another is that it is the peace of Christ. And so today we are going to share the peace of Christ in sign language with one another. It's very similar to what we've been doing. I think you will pick it up quickly, but it goes like this. The peace, like we've done, of Christ, you form a C with your hand and you put it from your shoulder down to your other side. That's Christ. So, Christ with you. So, the peace of Christ be with you. And after someone has offered that to you, remember you can say, and also with you. But we encourage you first to make sure it is the peace of Christ that we are sharing with one another. So we're going to do that once more, and then I'm going to invite you to stand, turn to someone you haven't seen in a while, and share the peace of Christ with your neighbor. Let's do it together. The peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Stand, turn around, share that sign of peace with one another.
0: You may be seated. I would now like to invite any young friends to the front of the sanctuary this morning. You can come on down. And I have here some puzzle pieces that you can see and sit on. Pastor Rachel and I would like to to do time for young disciples down here. So you can come on down if you would like and sit at these puzzle pieces. That's right. It is good to see you all this morning. It is so great. And it's great to see young friends at home as well. Good morning, Grace. You can pick any color you'd like. Hello, MJ and Ben. Go ahead. Hello. Well, it's great to see you all. I'm so glad I can see you in person. This is a big deal. It's really exciting because I was getting kind of lonely up here. It's, it's just been kind of me talking to you all at home, and it's great to see you. And so today and for the next you know, couple of weeks, we're going to make sure that we're going to invite young disciples to come down here, right? And you can pick a puzzle piece that's here. And there's different colors and we're going to keep our masks on do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic where we shared our mask smiles do you remember that do you remember how we smiled with our masks on right and we're going to share those with the congregation today to make sure we're having fun and also staying safe all right but there's one thing I wanted to talk about today and that is saying thanks It's a a great thing to say thanks, and we do it a lot in worship. That's one of the things we do. We come and we say thanks to God for all that God gives us. We say thanks to one another for the community that we are in. And I want to say thank you to you. And I want to say thank you to the Sunday school teachers because normally or before the pandemic we would say thanks to you all and and the Sunday school teachers and remember what we have done uh in Sunday school right Uh, on a on a Sunday in June and this year is no different even though we weren't able to be with each other in the Sunday school classrooms there was a lot of cool things that happened and we grew together right we got packets in the mail there were crafts that we did Right there were prayers that we said at the dinner table and also at home, and there were magnets of scripture we put up on the on the fridge, and we sang songs and YouTube videos. All right, and so what I want to do is teach you how to say thank you in sign language because I'm thank you to you. I'm thankful for you, and I'm also thankful for the Sunday school teacher. So do you think you can look at me, and you go like this, right? And I just want to touch your chin and say thank you right? Can congregation do that as well? Thank you. And so what I, want, what I want us to do is to say thank you to one another and to look out of the congregation and say thank you to all the Sunday school teachers who helped us this year to make faith formation packets and to help us grow in love and faith together this year. Okay? Well, thank you for doing that. Well, let us pray. Repeat after me. God, we thank you for seeing old friends and for Sunday school teachers. And we pray that you help us share our thanks with the world. Amen. Okay, well, you all can go to Time for Music with Mr. Carpenter. And parents are welcome to go as well. Um, And you can stay there through the remaining of worship and your parents will come get you after worship. It was great to be with you.
1: Let us pray that we might be open to hearing the words of our Lord. Let us pray. God, before whose presence all human hearts lie bare and open, let your Spirit enter us so that these words of Scripture may enthrall us and deepen our resolve to live with the love and compassion of Jesus the Christ for your kingdom's sake. Amen. We have the words from the ninth chapter of the book of the Acts of the Apostles, verses 1 through 20. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? A reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with Saul stood speechless before they, because they heard the voice, but saw no one Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were opened, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judah look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done in your saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind up all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go. For he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before the Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, brother Saul, The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the way here, has set me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Friends, let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, I've spoken about her before, but Megan Phelps Roper described herself as a blue-eyed, chubby-cheeked five-year-old when she joined her family on the picket line for the first time. She stood on a street corner in the heavy Kansas humidity, surrounded by a few dozen relatives with her tiny fists, holding a sign that she couldn't even read yet. Gays are worthy of death. For those of you who don't know of the Westboro Baptist Church, they are a group widely known for their extreme for the extreme nature of their homophobia and anti Semitic propaganda and doctrines. They often celebrate the deaths of soldiers. They laugh at and mock tragedies like 9-11 or mass shootings or natural disasters because they believe them to be signs of God's wrath and God's vengeance for the sins of this country and this world. For many, many years, Megan was on the front lines for Westboro, and she described this moment as a five-year-old on the picket line as just the beginning Because the protests of Westboro Baptist Church became a daily occurrence, an international phenomenon, and as one of the youngest members, Megan became a fixture on the picket lines across the country. And I often think of someone like Megan Phelps Roper when I imagine this story about Saul because it was Saul whose entire life had been defined by breathing murderous threats against children of God. It was Saul who spent his life and career persecuting Christians, dragging men and women from their homes, throwing them in prison, all in the name of God. It was Saul who stood by as the crowd stoned Stephen, watching in approval from the sidelines. It was Saul whose reputation had spread so far and so wide that a stranger to him in Damascus knew Saul was not to be crossed. It's no wonder Ananias, who we also hear about in our scripture today, took issue with the Lord's request. Lord, I trust you, but Are you sure you have the right guy? Saul? Saul, the one in Jerusalem, because I've heard from him. I've heard about him from many. This man brings only evil for your disciples in Jerusalem. He is an enemy to you, an enemy to your son, Jesus, an enemy to the good news of the gospel. Saul? You want me to go to Saul Yes. Yes, Saul, that's the one. Go and lay hands on him so he can regain his sight. God calls Ananias to go to his enemy, a man who could easily have him arrested, if not stoned. It's no wonder Ananias hesitates. Concerned that somehow he trusts God, but God has gotten this one wrong. But when Ananias does go, he doesn't just do what God asks. He goes a step further. All God asks is that Ananias lay hands on Saul. But Ananias calls him brother. Did you notice that in the text he calls him brother brother Saul He doesn't call him by any terrible name he doesn't tell him he's been a horrible person or that he is a horrible person he calls him brother And that that is when Saul regains his sight That's when scales begin to fall from his eyes, when someone he thought was his enemy calls him brother. The name Ananias literally means God has been gracious. And in this exchange with Saul, Ananias was the very manifestation of God's grace. There was compassion in their exchange. A love in their exchange, the likes of which this world could not fully describe. It was a willingness to reach across whatever lines divided them and an unwillingness to condemn. God has been gracious. Megan Phelps Roper experienced a similar compassion which changed her life. When the social media platform Twitter became popular, Megan and her family saw it as a gift from God, another powerful means through which to share their message. Because of it, even more people hated her, reviled her publicly, told her she was a terrible person, a horrible representation of who God was, and it only empowered her more. After all, if my enemies hate me, she thought, then I must be doing something right. But then on that same platform, a few people here and there began to show an interest in Megan beyond the vitriol. They expressed concern for her as a human being, Compassion for her as a person, curiosity about what it was that led her to say the things she said with such hate. The scales took a while to fall from Megan's eyes, but this is the time she points back to when things began to change. A time when the ground beneath her wasn't as firm as it had always been, but it began to shift when the things she counted on didn't make sense anymore. She was used to being someone's enemy. She wasn't used to an enemy caring. She wasn't used to an enemy in some way calling her sister seeking to reach across whatever lines divided them with compassion and curiosity. Ananias laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on your way here has sent me so you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit and immediately Immediately, Brother Saul, immediately something like scales began to fall from his eyes. His sight was restored. He got up and was baptized. Saul became Paul and thus arguably became the most important apostle that God used to spread the good news of God's love. Saul, of all people. Twenty years after her picketing career began as a result of the compassion and curiosity extended to her, again and again Megan walked away from it all. Her family, her identity, her twisted understanding of who God was and what God required of her. And Megan became a prominent critic of the church, the Westboro Church, and its philosophy and practices. She now speaks widely around the country, seeking to overcome divisions and hatred between religious and political divides. Last October and November and December and January, and frankly, it still continues, I lost count of the number of families or friendships or churches I heard about being torn apart by political rhetoric and vitriol. Some have reconciled. Many have not. And it made me think back to a TED Talk Megan gave four years ago when she said, I can't help but see our public discourse today contains so many of the same destructive impulses that ruled my former church. We celebrate tolerance and diversity more than any other time in memory, and still we grow more and more and more divided. We want good things, justice, equality, freedom, dignity, prosperity, but the path we have chosen, well, it looks like the one I walked away from years ago. We've broken the world into us and them, only emerging from our bunkers long enough to lob rhetorical grenades at the other camp. We write off half the country as out-of-touch liberal elites or racist misogynist bullies. No nuance, no complexity, no compassion, no curiosity, no Humanity. Even when someone does call for empathy and understanding for the other side, the conversation almost always devolves into a debate about who deserves the most empathy. We even target people on our own side when they dare to question a party line. I have lost count. I have lost count of the number of families or friendships or churches I have heard about being torn apart by political rhetoric and vitriol. For me, friends, this was a reminder that both Ananias and Saul... I'm going to say that again. Both Ananias and Saul, they live and lurk within each of us. A reminder that while we are capable of incredible compassion and curiosity, it's rare that we choose it. It's unusual that we opt for that path first. Even Ananias was not inclined to choose it until encouraged and pushed again by the Lord. Because avoidance or condemnation came more easily. Defensiveness and vitriol seemed wiser and less risky. And yet we see in our scripture... We see in a story like Megan's, we witness it in our daily lives. God will be gracious. God can do incredible, miraculous things with compassion. When we give it, when we receive it, God can soften the hardest of hearts. God can heal the deepest wounds. God can use the most unlikely of people. God can bring enemies in the world together as brother and sister and friend in the kingdom of God. My God, you've changed Some may say to Saul, or Megan, or to you, or to me. Yes, we're supposed to. But how could you love him after everything he's done? Some may say to Ananias, or to you, or to me. How could I love him? How could I not? God still loves you, right? God still loves me. How could I not? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.
0: Beloved church, having heard the word read and proclaimed this day, the transforming love of our God, let us affirm what we believe. Using the words of a brief statement of faith, together let us stand. I invite you to stand and affirm what we believe. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit. Everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Holy Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, and to hear the voices of peoples long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth praying, Come, Lord Jesus. You may be seated. Beloved Church, let us notice the movement of the Spirit in our lives and hearts as we reflect on the hymn number 451, Open My Eyes That I May See. I would now like to invite any of the high school seniors who are here with us this morning to come to the center chancel, as well as any who may be worshiping from home to receive a blessing from our congregation. As a church, we are given the unique opportunity to care for people when they are baptized throughout their whole entire life. We bear witness to the growth occurring in infants to kids running around in Sunday school and in youth becoming young adults before our eyes. So this day we recognize Maddie Nyman, Abby Stover, David Curtis, and Santino Hernandez-Fian, who are crossing a major threshold. They are approaching young adulthood. They are moving from high school to what is calling them next. And no matter where they and you are going, or who God is calling you to be, Morrisville Presbyterian Church wants you to know that we love you, we care for you, and we will be there to support you no matter what is to come. So we will now mark this moment with a blessing and a laying on of hands. We normally would invite folks to come up, but today we will ask uh, Pastor Jack and Pastor Rachel to stand in instead. I invite those in the congregation or those at home to raise your hands as if you were laying them upon our seniors, both present here and present at home. I will begin a prayer of blessing, then invite you to join in the corporate blessing listed in your bulletin. So let us pray. Dear friends, hear these words blessed by God. Every time you leave home, another road takes you into a world you were never in. New strangers on other paths await. New places that have never seen you will startle a little at your entry. Old places that you know well will pretend nothing changed since your last visit. When you travel, you find yourself alone in a different way, more attentive now to the self you bring along. When you travel, a new silence goes with you, and if you listen, you will hear what your heart would love to say. May you travel in an awakened way, gathered wisely into your inner ground, that you may not waste the invitations which wait along the way to transform you. Now hear us as we join in blessing together. May God's blessing be yours on your journey, guiding you and cherishing you. May the Son's blessing be yours, nourishment and love feeding you and guiding you. May the Spirit's blessing be yours, joy and wisdom comforting you and challenging you. Amen. Congratulations, Maddie and other seniors. The youth committee would like to give you a gift in recognition of our love and care and faith in you. And I invite the congregation to congratulate our seniors this day for the good work Congratulations, Maddie. Well done.
1: Let us come into God in prayer. Let us pray. Except for your mercy, O God, none of us would be in this worship space this morning. In your love and compassion, you have followed us into the far country of our own willfulness and roused us to pay attention. As young people, as young adults, as older adults, we gather together. And we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that reaches us when we do not want to be reached, yet provides the confidence to be still and know you. We are grateful this day for the word in Christ that makes us wise to our salvation. Thank you for your word of grace that calls us to renewed commitment to be your church in this time and this place. We pray for ourselves that we may be faithful channels of your grace, living for the sake of others in all our relationships. We pray for each other, for we are all members of one another. We pray for ourselves and each other to look at our divisions, to look at our feelings, to help us and to see your vision, the vision of your grace. Especially we pray for those who celebrate a graduation May they be joyous in this accomplishment and grateful to friends, coaches, teachers, ministers, and family members who have been supportive along the way. May your blessing, O God, go with them. God of all comfort, we pray for any persons among us who are weak in spirit and wrestling with decisions that are difficult but right. We pray for the strong that they may be sensitive to and supportive of those needing encouragement. We pray for those who are physically ill and infirm, that they may experience a wholeness that transcends health of the body. We pray for those who are sick to their souls, lacking that reconciliation and forgiveness of self, which will enable them to be comfortable with you, with themselves, and with all others. God of wisdom, grant us courage as you lead us, as you come to us, as you send us out. In the confidence of knowing our prayers are heard, we pray as Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever
2: amen my friends let us remember that just as god has poured great love and compassion on each of us so are we <coughs> excuse me so are we able to do out in god's world Because that compassion can do amazing things when we give it, when we receive it. God has only begun to get started. Friends, as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love. This day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. Thank you